0: Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, please, tonight? I want to go straight to the Word. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to Matthew chapter 21 as we begin a brand new series tonight. Last year, I started the year off with talking about intimacy, being intimate with God and worship and prayer. This year, I want to start once again in a deeper level, something that challenged me. I've been reading a book by Doug Smalls on transforming your church into a house of prayers. It's very convicting. The average Christian prays less than four minutes a day. The average Christian prays less than four minutes a day. Something is wrong when prayer is abnormal in the church. But let's be honest, a lot of times in my ministry, it's been the hardest thing to do when I'm busy is to stop and pray. That's got to change. So I want to jump right in tonight. I will tell you Sunday, I will introduce to you a prayer revival that we will have the month of January, three nights of prayer. We will come in, have one or two songs. There's a topic that I believe that the Holy Ghost has assigned me, and we will pray for that specific thing those three nights. I'm excited about that. Also, the Church of God has something called Agree 18. That is a prayer emphasis for our denomination. That would be in the bulletin for you on Sunday morning. You can watch live in Cleveland as they're praying. You can travel there if you wish, but we will have all the details for you that as well. But there will be three-day revival of prayer at this church, praying around the clock. And then at night, there's going to be worship services Of prayer. I I believe this is what God has for this church. There are other models, there are other Daniel fasts. And even when I tried to get away from this, I felt God say, I've already spoke to you concerning North Wahala, So I am excited about this. We will introduce it to you on Sunday. We do have a guest preacher. We're kicking off the year with an emphasis on our young people. You know the word will be for all, but our state youth director will be with us, Scotty and Melissa and their two beautiful children. He's gonna be preaching the word. I know you're gonna wanna reminisce with him. That is fine, but I wanna be honest with you. I did not book him because he's a former pastor. I bugged him because he's our state youth director, he's anointed, and I want to see young people feel with the Holy Ghost in 2019. That night we will also have a guest preacher for the college and career service. Uh, I'm excited to bring one of our Church of God preachers from Georgia, Brother Chad Smith from Toccoa, will be ministering, bringing his worship team with him as well. Sunday will be a packed day of worship, and I'm excited about that. It is good also, before we begin to teach, to have our missionary team back home with us, Sister Kathy and the team <laughs> with We give God praise. Amen. They will be speaking very soon, updating us on what happened. I thank you, the church, for sowing into good ground and good soil. There was a couple of knees that came up while they were on the mission field. And Sister Kathy would text me, Pastor, can we do this? She's always worked with me there. And every time, because of your faithfulness, I was able to say, you do the work of the Lord. God's already provided. Amen. God is so good. Can we give God praise for that? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go through the word tonight, are you ready? I'm ready, I hope you're ready. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of money changers and seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and healed them, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things, and as I was in prayer today, that word wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. That's beautiful scripture, saints. Then he left them and went out to the city of Bethany and he lodged there. It is my fear that the modern day church in her perfection of excellence, must be careful not to have the Savior walk out because we have no need for him. I wanna see the wonderful things again and I wanna hear the praise of the children again. Father tonight, open up the ear of the hearer. I feel the Holy Ghost. Arrest the heart of this pastor And this church, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is trying to say. I'm not preaching old-fashioned. I'm not preaching the the run-of-the-mill sermon. I'm not trying to get in here and get out of here. I've come to lay down a mandate. And as we march toward our prayer revival, Father, start with me first tonight. Start with my family. Let my children, God, know about faith and not just about religion and church. If we gain all of our and I lose my boys, then what have I done? Teach us to praise, Savior. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. You may be seated. J. Edwin Orr said, Whenever God... Sets about to do a new thing. He always sets people to praying. Recently I was reading, I told you, Doug Small's book, and tonight I will take parts of his his book and lay down the foundation. I want to give honor to where honor is due. He said recently was speaking to an England bishop. when now that the liturgical church has overtaken there, the moving of the spirit, and many of the churches and synagogues are now museums. He quoted to him and said everywhere Paul went, there was a revolution. He said, while everywhere I go, they only serve me tea. The days of the church infecting the community. And knowing what the book of Acts said when he said, these two have turned the city upside down. It seems like churches are more the attitude of belonging and fitting in and why I want a foot in the community. And I want to change the community. I cannot change the community outside of the umbrella of the Word of God and the power of the Spirit. I can't reinvent something or make something new or my new theology and think that it is Christian or Christ church. I must walk in the model and the ways that scripture foretells. And it's always clear in Scripture that to do and be and become, we cannot be absent from prayer or prayer absent from us. Let me set the background. When Jesus here in Matthew chapter 21 made his way to the place or the temple hour, he makes the word, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. But Brother Charles, when he gets there, it's not that. It's a place of ritual, form, much activity, plenty of pomp, and plenty of arrogance, and plenty of sin, to be honest. The church was there, it was alive. I should say the temple, it was alive. It was not dead. There were a lot of moving parts. There was a lot of action and activity. But when he arrives there with the priest in their fancy garb, promoting their sacrifice while stealing from the people that were poor and ripping from their purses to put into their own, there was religious activity there. But with all that, there was something missing. Communion with God. In the presence of God, there was absence. While these religious activities are taking place, they were being done without repentance and reconciliation. And there was no righteous heart to be found. Listen, if you would please, tonight in Matthew 21. If you listen closely to the scripture, you can hear the shofar still blowing in the wind. You can see the fire. You can see the smoke. You can look into the labor there and see the water building there. Look upon the altar, and I believe that you still can find the blood of the sacrifice. The elements of worship is present, but something is not. Because when the Son of God comes on the scene, they cannot recognize him. They were in full religious mode, but they were not in tune with the Spirit to recognize that the Son of God was walking among them. There the church was full of sheep merchants who were selling lambs who were not spotless and lambs that should not be sold and they were selling them for a higher price taking advantage of the people. There in that temple, even though the Son of God was present, there were money exchangers exchanging coins from foreigners who needed change for their office of sacrifice for the trespass offered or to buy for the sin offered. And yet these money exchangers It was not a sin to exchange money, but it was a sin to take advantage of the people of God who wanted to get in the presence of Almighty God. It's no different today. The church does not exist just to be active, and it does not exist just so we can all have our part and play our part. The church is here for you and I to come up under the presence of God and to be changed forever. To be discipled, then go back out in the street and pull somebody in and say, Let me tell you about a God who did something magnificent in my life. Here, all this is taking place. The temple was supposed to be a place available for people to get to God. However, the priests had made it nothing but a place where obstacles were there to keep people from God. I believe sometimes if we're not careful in the modern church, we have so much activity. But I wonder if we have a biblical model of a church. No amens yet? Hold on, we'll get there, I hope or it may be a one-sermon series. No, i am a preach, you know me by now. Jesus comes in and he begins to turn the tables over and declare to them that this is my Father's house and you made it a den of thieves. He says this place was supposed to be a house of prayer. When you mention the word prayer, today people get nervous. When people start praying, people start looking at their watches. When somebody wants to pray, and I'm not talking about putting a guilt trip upon somebody, I'm talking about a genuine person who wants to pray, or when prayer is called, or the crazy preacher mentions a prayer revival, people think I can stay home on that Wednesday night. Well, preacher, I like you. You're my preacher. Well, I'm so thankful for that. Well, preacher, I like it this way, and I like it that way. God never pulled you to his table and asked you what you like. Because he understood that sometimes we are cynical and lazy and we like things our way. And if we're not careful, we will push God's way away. And the next thing you know, we're empty and hollow on the inside, void of power, void of hearing the voice of the Spirit. We have stopped up our ears and no longer can walk in the Spirit because we haven't heard from the Spirit. When Jesus sees this, he turns it upside down. And once again, no guilt trip, but he's calling for a revival of reformation to reform the church to the place that we go back to our core of who we are and we say you can take everything away from us but you can't take my prayer life and you can't take my worship because if you take our lights and you take our music if you take our instruments if you take our pews that's fine but if I can pray if I can call upon the name of the Lord if I can just whisper the name of Jesus my God will inhabit my praise and come into this place and turn my house, my tabernacle, into a place where Jehovah God dwells. 500 years ago, Martin Luther, seeing religion was void of the presence of God, said something had to change. He understood about reformation not needing another gimmick as we need. So 500 years ago, he made his great statement by nailing the thesis upon the door. We just celebrated that recently. He was calling for a change with the papal authority and he started preaching something crazy and it sounded like this, priesthood for all believers, not just the elite. The authority of scripture overrides the tradition of man. It doesn't matter what you think, it matters what God says. Is anybody listening tonight? And then thoroughly he preached salvation by faith alone gets you into heaven. Not what you buy, not who you know, not your pedigree, not the hierarchy. But if you call upon the name of the Lord, thou shalt be saved. It turned the world upside down. Tonight, I'm not asking for a little dab of religion. I believe it's time for reformation once again that somewhere in Oconee County, and it doesn't have to be done the way it's always been done, I'm trying to find a way to take prayer live, mainstream, through media, because young people, that's what they have in their hands, that we take prayer and we put it in their, their phones, in their pocketbooks, and at certain times through our Zoom conference and our Zoom technology, we can call the church to prayer. Whatever it may be though, the key thing that must not be absent is prayer while Martin Luther was preaching the word of God as the cornerstone of his protest, displacing papal rule and replacing the heavy yoke of tradition with the flow of the moving of the spirit as anybody could come in contact with Jesus Christ. He understood also this though, that preaching by itself would not be enough. Hello? Somewhere in the modern day movement of the church, while we understand his three tenets to still be our our umbrella that we uphold, somehow we think if we just get the right preacher with the right minister of music, we can put them on the stage on Sundays. And even though we don't pray and we don't fast, if my preacher will pray and my minister of music will pray, we will feel the wind of the Spirit and it will suffice. Can I tell you, it's a dangerous thing to put your walk with God in the hands of another man. But you're my pastor, I'm still man. No sir, that is your place. And what he was saying to us is this, while preaching is the foremost authority from the word, preaching by itself is not enough. There's stuff being called preaching today and I'm not talking about style. I'm talking about God's word. You may speak loud. You may get excited like I do sometimes. You may preach like Pastor Smith or Pastor Godwin or you may be a younger style. I don't care your style but preach the word of God. But hear me young preacher tonight. Hear me Sunday school teacher. Do not step foot in this pulpit if you've not spent time at first in prayer with God. Your words that have not been wrapped up in prayer are still your words, but one word from God, wrapped up in prayer, prayed over, cried over, spoken tongues if necessary in the spirit, whatever God does through you, that one word can turn this church upside down for the glory of God. Amen. For this to happen tonight, prayer must be the catalyst. Martin Luther's thoughts of turning the focus to Christ From the church, understanding that church alone was not the the answer. Understanding the church back then had the highest rule of order. So when you put it in man's hands, you can manipulate man. No, he said Christ is supreme and sufficient. Secondly, he turned them from tradition to biblical authority. And then he showed us it can't be works but grace. For this to be possible once again, prayer must be the order of the day. For scripture to come to life, it must be bathed in prayer. Listen to me tonight, you may say, Pastor, I can't preach like Scotty Hager. I can't preach like the general overseer. Let me tell you something tonight. If you'll find your prayer closet, first of all, you don't need to preach like them. You need to be yourself. And then secondly, you come out of a prayer closet, you come out of putting a study there but wrapped up in prayer, God will use you If he can use me, he can use you. Don't you put yourself down. Don't you let the devil defeat you. You tell the devil tonight, I'm about to grab a hold of the greatest weapon that I've not put out of my quiver yet, and that is the authority and the power of prayer. Devil, you better get ready because I'm gonna pray more than any other time before. Can somebody say amen tonight? Tonight, as we we move forward, I wanna give you a couple things that we must do I read this quote today, give yourself to prayer and the ministry of the word. If you don't pray, God will lay you aside from ministry as he did me. So in my time of downtrodden, he could teach me to pray. But brother Nolan, I work for God. I don't want you to work for God if you don't pray. Because you will get tired and weary as I preach Sunday morning. And when you get tired and weary and you don't pray, the enemy will steal your fruit. Because sooner or later somebody's gonna hurt your feelings. The least little thing, and if you're not prayed up, if you can't hear the voice of the Spirit, you will walk right in a trap. In reading this book tonight, I wanna just use a couple things that Doug Smalls has sent for the Church of God to turn North wahala into a house of prayer. Look to your neighbor and say, get ready. Would you do that for me? First of all, if we're going to turn our church into a house of prayer, where prayer is the order of the day, and let me say this up front, this is a praying church. Recently, over the Christmas holidays, I received a call from a person that goes to another church asking me if their family could meet me at this church because they knew that we prayed at North wahala I love that. But not listened, but don't let us get too happy with well doing because we're not where we need to be yet. First of all, tonight, to turn our church into a house of prayer, the preach word must also become the prayed word. We do not take authority over the scriptures because we do not know how to pray the scriptures. Are you hearing me? The Word of God tonight must become when you take this word, you say, Pastor, I don't know how to pray. You've heard me quote this many times. Find you a psalm of power. If your child is lost, find you scriptures in this word. Well Brother Nolan, is it in order? Is it in the Word? If you're not taking something out of context and you're praying the word, this word is powerful. Well, Brother Lono, why does that change my situation? First of all, you're inviting God into your situation. Second of all, you're walking then with God in the spirit so you become strong when you are weak. And by praying the word, you get stronger, which makes you pray the word the more. And then when you start praying the word the more, the Holy Ghost will open up this word and show you what you know not. Then it becomes your blueprint and your battle plan. It becomes what you need to fight your battle. We are ignorant today of the word. Therefore, we do not pray the word. Now quiet. The word must be prayed out. Brother Nolan, I'm lonely. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want, Brother Nolan, I'm walking in darkness. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Pastor Nolan, I feel me drifting back. Read the book of Jude. Pastor Nolan, I'm scared of my tomorrow. Read the book of Revelation, we win. Pastor, I don't know what to do about this situation that I feel is greater than me. Read the book of Colossians, quote it back to the devil, and realize your God is the all-sufficient Savior. Read Psalms when you're downtrodden, and realize by reading the Psalms, There are praise there like David prayed. And as you begin to read those and quote those and sing those, you'll come out of your depression. You will come out of your slumber. And then you will be a giant on the mountaintop saying, Devil, you will not overtake me. You will not put me back in the corner. You will not place me on a shelf. Tomorrow is my greatest day. My greatest victory is ahead. I will be victorious in the name of Jesus Christ prayer must be prayed. The scripture must be quoted. When is the last time you quoted the scripture over your children? When is the last time you prayed the scripture in your house? When is the last time you got up in the middle of the night and not intentionally but your kids heard a rumbling in the house. They heard something moving and it wasn't Santa Claus it wasn't the neighbor but it was the moving of the spirit as you prayed down the fire of God and declared what God has already spoken over your life. Somebody needs to pray. Tonight if this is going to be a church that has a praying church, a house of prayer, we must take our place by understanding this word is not for just Pastor Noling and his preachers. but it is for you to go home and declare the word of the Lord. I was reading in Acts today. I'm working on some new stuff for this year about prayer. And I was reading about Lydia and those, how they prayed at Philippi and the house prayers that were there. I can never leave the vision that God gave me when I came here before I ever stepped about houses set ablaze all across the upper corner of South Carolina, reaching into Georgia and North Carolina. Houses in my vision were on fire. These houses will never catch a blaze if nobody is praying the word of God. We have named and claimed things that wasn't even biblical. Can I have two or three people that would claim the scriptures as God has said it? Secondly tonight, prayer must be the model. And you need to buckle up for this because this is for the Wednesday night crowd. Prayer must be modeled by church leadership. Can we all just kind of jump in right here and say we're guilty? Maybe it's just me. Pastor, you don't pray, sure I do. But I wanna be honest with you. I've had to make myself not get busy because you're so busy doing the work of the Lord, you forget about talking to the Lord of the work. And then you get dry. And then the enemy will speak into your ear. And then the next thing you know, you're out of the will of God because you're tired and you're making big decisions when you're emotionally worn out and separated from your source of strength. So before we do anything in 2019, the leadership of the church must make priority in their life that they are going to pray. If that doesn't happen, We can't move to the next step. But if the leadership will pray, I'm not talking about letting everybody know you're praying. You may pray your special way, that's fine. I'm not trying to raise up somebody and put down somebody else. But I'm saying that as leaders of the church, while we need a pastor that can administrate, and while we need a pastor that can greet the people, and while we need a pastor that, watch watch how it grows now, while we need a pastor that can dress well, while we need a pastor that can brush his teeth, while we need a pastor that has a degree, while we need a pastor that has a master's, while we, we need a pastor that has this, that has this, that has this, then we get so far down the list that we are basing the leadership of the church on how things look in the outside world, but we do not go back to the scripture and first say well it would be nice to have this and it will be nice to have that and it will be nice to have this but first does he walk with God? Does he pray and talk to God? Does he study the scriptures first? Does he know the voice of the spirit? Because listen when your child is in a car wreck and their life is hanging by a thread you won't care how good your pastor plays golf. You won't care if your Sunday school teacher made you cookies for Christmas but if they can touch the hem of his garment. If they know how to touch upon the one who can heal, then you will say, that is a man or woman of God. I know I'm supposed to be teaching, I know I am. But I am sharing my passion with you right now. Because to be honest with you, I can't do church the way people wanna do church. Just to be honest, let me be plain. I can't do it like that. I don't want to do it like that. I don't. We have to be everything. I didn't accept the call to preach to be somebody's puppet. No. Give me four or five people who can pray. Give me four or five people who will pray and love this community. Give me four or five people that will pray and love those who don't look like us. Give me four or five people that know how to pray and instead of running your child down because what they heard on Facebook, they'll go to their prayer closet and they'll tell the church member to close their mouth a quick gospel and join them in a prayer closet and say, instead of you gossiping, won't you help me pray for that person to come out of that vice that they're in? Give me four or five people who don't want the limelight but want to pray the spirit down. I'm telling you, I still believe God wants to raise up a Pentecostal church that will cast out the devil and pray the fire of God down. I, I know I'm supposed to be teaching. Our leaders must pray. Pastor, are you going to push this with your staff? Absolutely. Absolutely. Already setting up times that we do that. For the deacons as well. Times of fun. I want to have fun times with them. I want to take the deacon snow tubing. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Can't you see the deacon snow tubing? That'd be good. Bo Walls and Charles and all them on one tube holding each other. That's good. I think it's good to have fun. But it's also good to have the leaders come together and say, Pastor, we're not going to do any business tonight. We're just going to pray and wash feet and cry a little while until God shows up. I've got nine minutes. Are you with me? Thoroughly tonight, we must... Practice prayer publicly. Why do we get so uncomfortable when people pray? Oh, I love singing, Pastor. I wish we had booked some singers. We've done that. We've got some Southern Gospel singers coming next year. We do praise and worship. We do choir. we got kids practicing songs tonight. We do a, a, a variety. But you know what? People always ask me about booking certain singers, but they never ask me about booking certain prayer people. Come on out. Why is he praying so long? Why does she cry when she pray? Don't they know it's 1158? Somehow we've got to change the mentality. that. And I had somebody recently ask me this in Wahala. Do, do, they, they, they think we're a crazy church, I think, that like we handle snakes or something. And they asked me this, but this was their question. They didn't ask that. They asked me this answer and they said, do y'all pray out loud? sometimes <laughs> but do y'all pray out loud together and I, i'm being for real i'm not joking i was yeah sometimes it's really not that bad it's it's probably no different than the noise that, at clemson football when eighty thousand people are praying for somebody to catch a pass it's probably not that different except with us we're praying for something a little more eternal so don't get crazy because people pray Public prayer must not be put away. Public prayer should be accepted in the church. So when I call a, a prayer revival for the 22nd, I believe through the 24th is that when it's called. Don't stay home because, well, the preacher's not preaching tonight. Well, I'm glad that a few of you like my preaching and a few of you others, you may like one of these other pastors. We, we're thankful for that. But it's not above prayer. Our preaching is to disciple, motivate, encourage, and call people that are lost to the cross. But your prayer life will turn your atmosphere around. So while we are afraid for people to see us pray, the church is supposed to be a house of prayer, it doesn't always have to look the same. It could be a Monday night prayer meeting, Tuesday prayer meeting. It could be me with my prayer partners before church. That's my favorite time because I can let my sermon out to kind of share with them and I, it lets me kind of fine tune it for a moment. That's my favorite time. But how you pray. I'm not talking about showy prayers. I'm not talking about reciting something that you heard on Oprah. I'm talking about praying when we, our kids don't think it's foreign to hear people praying in the church. Fourthly, the practice of corporate prayer should enrich the personal, private, at home, and become a daily habit of prayer. We should not only pray corporately here. Uh, my greatest revival's most of the time we're at the Woodruff Church of God. Can I tell you why I believe? Had nothing to do with me. They would pack out the church sometimes for 21 days straight. Power of God would come, people healed, delivered. Church is still seeing miracles for revivals. I was there for 10 years, almost every year running revivals. There was never, 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 never a time, never a time, never a time that I went to preach there that I did not hear people praying before service in the prayer room which the pastor always walked me down with him, there was never a time that I did not hear ladies and men and young people crying from the basement of the church. Hello? They were hungry for God. Some of you thinking, Pastor, you're putting a burden on me. No, I'm not. Don't make this religious. Don't make this a check the box. I just want you to talk to God. God. I want you to talk to this Savior who saved you. And once we do it corporately, I want you to make it a, a, a part of your daily life. You can't be lazy and walk in the Spirit. Come on now. You've got to pray. Can you get up 10 minutes early? Can you fast one meal a week at lunch on, on your job? When's the last time you and your wife prayed? When's the last time you prayed through the night? No, I'm not not putting you down. Some of you are looking at me like, Pastor, this is hitting me hard. I'm not trying to. I'm really not. I'm not trying to beat you up tonight. I'm trying to encourage you. I want North Walhalla to be the place that when people drive by, they want to call. They say, it looks like the church is on fire. It's because we're praying. Make it a part of your corporate life, but also your private life. I want you to teach your children how to pray. This coming Sunday, it will first go to some people that I think need it, and then I will make it available to the church. I've asked one of my pastoral friends who I've seen the success of rearing his children in church to make me a video on how to do ministry without losing our children. I believe tonight that if we're gonna keep our children and pull our children back, prayer cannot be absent from our homes. My little Ashton right now, Starting to learn how to pray. He's my just my sweet cowboy baby. While everybody else is wearing tennis shoes and Jordan's around here, my baby hates a pair of tennis shoes. He wants a pair of cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And for you to put Andy Griffith on, and he's happy. You understand? He is my cowboy baby. But now he wants to, to pray. And it's so simple. And his prayer is like this for food. Denise, this is his prayer. Aiden asked him, Do you want to pray over your chicken nuggets? Yes, daddy. So he'd take his cowboy hat and he put his head in his arms. And he always prays like this Jesus, I want you to touch my church people. Same prayer every time. Never about the food. If the chicken nuggets, the nuggets are bad, they're still bad after he prays. But his prayer is this I want you to touch my church people. I love my church people. I can't wait till his church day. Will you church my church people? That's his prayer. Every, every time, it's about his church people. He is the pastor of North Wahala Church of God. It's his church people. He said, will you touch my church, touch my church people? That's his prayer. And he'll ask people, you want to go to North Wahala? That's my church. Is it church day? You want to see my church people? And then he'll start naming the people in the church. It's that simplistic though. I'm not going to ask you to be what you're not. I'm just asking you to have a conversation on the way to work. I'm asking you to have a conversation in your home. I want you to be intentional. I want you this year to go to your house and I want you to make you a space. And you tell your family, you can have the rest of the house, but this is my space right here. This closet's mine. Jessica, you can have the rest of the house for your 8,400 dresses, but this closet is mine. So when your children are older, when they say, Tell me about daddy, they will say, I know this. I am where I am today because my mom and daddy prayed. And there was a place in our house that my daddy would go to, and I could hear my daddy call my name out. Change your home tonight. You don't need a new preacher. You don't have to leave North Wahla. You just need to start praying again. I got two minutes. Are you with me tonight? I tell you what, let's stop. I'm not going to rush that. Would you stand with me? Oh. Doug Smalls, a connects with the church of God, has led seven things to transform our churches that I think are powerful. Real quickly, I want, I want you to follow my leadership because we're not where we're going, but I want to begin to set the stage. I want you to pray for one minute. One minute. I want you to pray for one minute. Just stay with me. Don't get uncomfortable. Already somebody just got uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. What's he about to do? We're just going to pray. One minute. So if I call on you, I want you to come up under my leadership. I want you to help me. Pastor, you're going to teach us to pray for one minute. No, I'm not. I'm just changing the atmosphere. Okay? All right? Tracy, I want you to pray for one minute. And then I'm we'll going move one minute for Sunday service. I want you to pray out loud. Go. Yes. Yes, Denise. I want you to pray for those who went on the mission trip. I'm a follow the leading of the Spirit. I want you to pray that there would be no lingering effects that would discourage them from the sickness that the enemy tried to place on them, because the devil is defeated. Would you pray for a minute, please? Hallelujah. Yes. Give God the opportunity to Yes. yes. Amen. Anthony, I want you to pray for Aiden and my son. One minute. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. love you thank you, Spirit. the church, just had service I pray that you be with him right now everything in to stop him trying to Yes. 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 She's out there today and you know yes. who she's going to be but I pray that you prepare her right now. Let her yes. be that holy woman. God, you have a place for him, me, God, in the kingdom. You have a place for him, dear God, to serve him. Dear God. You to a miraculous work. We pray that you need with him tonight, dear God. Surround him, protect him, dear God. Guard his heart more than anything. Guard his mind. Let him see himself tonight like you see him. In Christ's name we pray. T.J. Galloway, I you pray for one minute for the finances of the people of God. And for the church of God would you pray one minute pray. pray for pray, pray. breakthrough supernatural outpour. would you pray Yes the Yes mm-hmm. Yes Yes. Let we be the church. As Williams, I want you to pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost where signs and wonders are evident in the body of Christ. And it would not be abnormal, but we would flow in the spirit. Would you pray? Pray. Pray. Your mm-hmm. pureness, pure Lord, in our community and our family, God, in our church. And Father, as we walk this out, we walk in the Spirit. Lord, that we come with the power in our words, Lord. And God, that our prayers, Father, that, that are heard, Lord, that we are able to read the Holy Ghost. And God, that we see the, the, the miracles Lord, will take place right in front of us, God. As it, Empowers us and desires us to even go deeper in you. Yes, Lord, Lord if you Father. God, that we see it, Lord, the tangible evidence in front of us. Lord, yes, that God's God, that people are coming off drugs and alcohol. God, depression is being defeated. God, family is being put back together. <laughs> the church is ready to raise up for a turnaround as of right now. Hallelujah. God, you God, that we, Lord, speak more. Come, Holy Ghost. May we speak more words, God. Come, Lord, Holy Ghost. And God, may we move in the power of the Holy Ghost in our mighty way. But I know the time, God. Like no power. God, that mm-hmm. it only raises you, Lord, the glory. And not man, Lord, but you. And Father, God, in everything. Now as we close tonight, I want you to lift hands. Let's worship. Can we worship Father? This is just the beginning. This is not just a New Year's resolution. This is a progression of one person said 15 years. A progression of ministry that you're taking us to a place. Father, I must say some bold things. My circle is getting smaller as my ministry years get longer. Because I find myself longing for more of you and less of that. We are hungry for an outpouring of the Spirit. No games, no politics. God, just your genuine presence that is refreshment to a thirsty soul. Would you pray with me? Come on, pray. Come on, pray. I'm going to let you go. Just, just pray this last prayer with me. Just pray, just give me two minutes. If we've got to teach and coach and walk, that's fine. I'm, not, I'm okay with that. It's not natural, they say. Okay, that's fine, Look, but we can, we can walk this together. It's a, it's a child riding a bicycle for some. That's okay. That's okay, we gotta take in some baby steps. So Father, we're taking baby steps for some tonight. For some in here, this is the first time they've prayed. There are people in this house tonight, that may be the first time they've ever really prayed. That's okay. So Father, we, we want to thank you for 2019. That is going to be the year, I believe, not only the harvest, but the year of influence by being in your presence. So Father, we lift up our hands tonight. We worship you. We worship you. And if you take anything else from us, just don't take you, God. If everything else falls by the wayside, God, so be it. But God, not you. Don't take your presence from us. So Father, right now, we declare, God, the goodness of the Lord upon our homes, upon our ministries, our children, upon this church, God. You be the Lord of this church. I just received a text message right then, God, that our youth are praying across the road. There's something about to shake here on our campus, God. We are hungry for you, we are hungry for you. From the nursery all the way up, God, we're gonna teach our people how to pray. And you said if we call upon you, you will show us things that we knoweth not. You told us you would come, and so, Father, we call upon you, we can't do it without you tonight. So, Father, we pray the church is praying this is your house and this is a house of prayer we are praying we are praying we need you come on one more time God we surrender we declare we need you God we've done it on our own power and we've carried the ball as far as we can take it if we won't go anymore God our backs will break come on somebody but God with you God there are heights we've not seen there are places we've not walked. there's things that we've not touched listen to me I am you You, I just heard God will open and pull back the curtain, the resources will be there. But we must go into the presence of the Lord. Come on, church, Father. We desire you and you alone, Father. We pray tonight. We pray for the gifts of the Spirit, we pray for the fruit of the Spirit, we pray, God, for the flow, not man made. Not ugly, but the beautiful moving of the Holy Spirit upon the hearts and lives of men and women, of boys and girls that need it tonight. In Jesus' name. May you feel the presence of God in this house tonight, amen? Things change when we pray. I'm gonna do one more thing, then I'm gonna let you go, okay? But I, I want you to do this for me. I want you to find somebody in this house Because I not only want you to pray for yourself, I want you to pray for other people. So by doing this, we're teaching. We're taking baby steps. Now for those of you that are prayer warriors, if you're really a prayer warrior, that doesn't offend you because you already prayed past that. But you understand what I'm saying? There are others that we're walking and there's no problem with that. So I want you to pray for somebody tonight. I want you to find it. might be your wife. It could be somebody that you're close with, your prayer partner. I want you to go to them right now. We're going to close. But I want you to go to them, and I want you to pray for them. Go, go right now. Person beside if you're busy with us, nobody's going to embarrass you. Don't get uncomfortable. We're just praying. Pray nobody by themselves unless they don't want somebody praying. Look at these men up here praying. Pray, 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 pray. Obey the Lord. If you need to leave, God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning. But we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. Let me tell you divorce is dying tonight. There divorce is not gonna be with that couple. Finances are turning around. In Jesus' name, we declare what the scripture says victory is there. We overtake addiction. Things that bind us, our minds, our bodies, we defeat that in Jesus' name. To touch and agree, it shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done. Pray for your daughter. Pray, pray, pray. No darkness, no depression. Devil, you've kept him too long. Go oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, no generational curses. We're talking breakthrough. We're talking breakthrough. We're talking deliverance. We're talking prayer tonight. Pray, 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 pray. I tell you, this is what the church was called to do. I see people laying hands on people. Pray, 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 pray. Hallelujah. Hold on. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jessica, come here. Hallelujah. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Listen, don't be uncomfortable. If you're new or visiting, we're just praying. That's all we're doing. It's praying. That's it. We're praying. Hallelujah. You obey the Lord. Hallelujah. Pray for him tonight. Pray for him tonight. Jesus' name, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Pray, pray for your ministry. Pray for your home. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. Linger just a little longer. If you need to go, God bless you. We're not mad, we understand. But for those that can stay, pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray for the door to open. Pray for a door of utterance. Pray for your spouse. Pray if you're single wanting somebody. Pray and ask God. Pray, 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 pray. Let the house be a house of prayer. This is what the devil's afraid of. He's not afraid of our bait sale. He's not afraid of our games. He's not afraid of that. That's just part of church.